Football, baby! Man, it feels good to be back on the interwebs, Travis. We've Big got show. Man, first of all, can I just say, can I just say, I, I love what you're doing in the background. I just noticed this might, you might have had this up for a little bit, but you got the Lamb jersey, you got the DK Metcalf jersey. I'm, I'm all for it. Okay, yeah, as somebody the- who loves uh, running backs more than wide receivers by a landslide, I'm going to have to purchase some running back jerseys this year for sure. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> wide receiver university behind me ah you know wide receivers give you the boom games that's what we're here for you know or or you just go full stud running back you trade away a whole bunch of picks and you just focus on that one round because, you name yourself uh, travis that's what you're doing <laughs> right right yeah who cares for you some context i gave up a 2024 first and Tom- to move up like up how, how many spots? 10 spots, like 10 spots, 10 or 11 spots to take Saquon Barkley because I so believe like in the talent. Oh, a whole round. You moved up a round and now you've got Saquon Barkley, who you believe could be the wider or the running back one on the year. Yes. And if all goes well and he's healthy and doesn't have paper mache knees, then absolutely. I don't know that he'll be overall rb1 potential but i think he's a top 10 running back and i think he's arguably the best running back just all around player in the nfl why not i mean what are we getting into tonight man as far as prospects go yeah saquon's right there Um, as good as anyone else we've got we've got some some stuff on tap tonight we're gonna be talking some wide receivers who have new teammates we're gonna be talking about where they fall, we're talking some A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Hunter Renfro, Devonta Adams, maybe some others. Um, we're going to be talking some ancient, ancient running backs, guys who are Ridiculous. just dust. Like you read about them in history books, you know, and we're going to be talking about what the hell they're doing on your roster still. Um, and then we've also Your perspective got- on these old guys is going to change. I am going to change it. I'm looking forward to you trying. And I then will. I, uh, we've got some quarterback values. You know, some some guys we want to touch on. Maybe maybe there's some value there. Maybe maybe it's just some fool's gold. And then, of course, you know, Phil and some other stuff. We'll take some questions from some from people as they ask them. But yeah, we'll um. There was a there the was NFL a big draft event that over. happened, Travis. It's over. There were, are you okay? Am I okay? Yeah. Are you okay now that it's over? I gotta tell you, it's like coming off of a, like a what I can only imagine coming off of a high feels like. It's like you know, it's like the days after Christmas where it's like, what do I do now? Like play with all these toys. Play Figure with out all where the to toys. Which like ones you, you like better? I just honestly, I just open up my rosters on Sleeper and just kind of like scroll through my team. Just like this is beautiful. This is exactly which what I old want. toys are you having to throw out? We've seen yeah. a lot of people getting cut. Yeah. I, I said today in our in our dynasty league that you started a couple years ago. People are just getting cut left and right now that the rookie oh, drafts sure. are finishing. Yeah. And I said something like, are you guys even calling them to the coach's <laughs> office? Are you right. telling them you, you appreciate their effort and training camp? And do they get to keep their cleats? 
Right. Are they welcome on the practice squad? Anything like that? Or are you guys just cutting these old guys? Damien, yeah, once you're a member of our team, once you're always, you're always family, but unfortunately you got to get off the roster. Yeah. Can't stay here. It's just, it, we've got these beautiful young rookies coming in here and just going to just taking up all, all the work, but it's finally time to talk about him. It's finally talked time to talk about the new players who have found their way into the NFL we know their landing spot. All of the questions that we can have answered right now have been answered. And my question to you, Travis, is now that we've got we've got some some information, we know where these guys are playing. These quarterbacks. I want to start with the quarterbacks that came into the league, okay? Because uh, it was not so at all underwhelming. We, <laughs> so yeah, underwhelming in a word. It's gross. And they came in one quarterback. I brought it up during our live stream during the draft. One quarterback goes in the first 70 picks, the first time since 1996 that this happened. And the, the whole talk around, you know, dynasty fantasy Twitter, the, the entire internet has been, Oh, well now you, you can get these guys at the back of the first of your rookie drafts or now their values or, you know, things like that. And Travis, I got to tell you, you know, your, your perspective right now, do you see any value with these guys falling, you know, most of the relevant ones pre-draft no. falling third, third round and beyond? No, I'm not touching any of these quarterbacks. What this draft yeah. did for me, um, it's not like a toot your own horn thing, but my stance on rookies in general and rookie picks has been, I will always move them for proven talent established, sure. even veteran guys that I know can help me win right now. I can always move those guys for picks later. Um, but this was an abysmal rookie draft for guys that are coveting first round picks, um, and trading stars in season for these first round picks. It did not work out. Willis right. Corral Ritter, Maybe pick it. I I don't. None none of them do anything for me. I'm not. You're not going to start any of them probably at any point, at least in the first half of this season. I think pick it. I think pick it. He makes. Think he beats out Mitch in camp. I think it's possible. Uh, I'm not saying it's, it's far from a guarantee, but I think given the weapons that he's surrounded with, you know, I think it's possible, especially with the the draft capital that eventually this year he takes over. Yeah. Uh, everyone else though, kind of to to jump on, I'm I'm completely out. Um, you know, Willis, you know, because the the thought before this was okay, we know that this class isn't 2021. You know, we know this class isn't 2023, but it, you know, maybe we can find some value, you know, Malik Willis, you know, um he's he's going to be probably 102, but then he falls in the third round. And even with the rushing upside, even with the the perceived, oh, they're going to this thought process that they're just going to move on from Ryan Tannehill, you know, while, you know, he's also had not a contract extension talks is just nonsense. You don't even if Malik will we'll be kind and call Malik Willis a project quarterback, even if he's a project quarterback, if the Titans find themselves in a position where they can draft a, a top tier you know, quarterback in the first round, if they have a guy that's graded higher than Malik Willis, which at this point, 
the chances and likelihood that they find someone who's graded higher than Willis are very high. Yeah. Malik Willis is not going to have a chance to, to have any sort of safety insulation cushion, whatever you want to call it. He's, he's going to be on a very short leash and he, which means he's going to find it difficult to, to develop in, you know, into a starting quarterback. I think he's going to bounce around and personally, I'm just not taking the chance. Same thing with corral, you know, people saying they're not getting in the game. Sure. Barring I mean, injury. These guys are not touching the field this year. You know, to, to continue on though, like with, I mean, especially to your, just your point that you just said, Sam Darnold is, you know, obviously not a successful starting quarterback in the NFL. He will still play circles around Matt Corral in, you know, in training camp in, you know, the preseason because yeah. he's been in the league for four years. You know, Matt Corral played in a largely RPO based offense, you know, where 60% of his reads were just RPO single side of the field reads. And that you're not going to see that in the NFL. That's going to take time. If he, Look, if you're in redraft, if Matt Corral enters the game or is starting a week, start the defense that's playing against Carolina because that's yeah. going to be it's not exciting at all. Beautiful. Yeah. But as far as the, the, I just wanted to put some of those rumors or not rumors, but just the conjecture to bed. Um, because Ritter, even Ritter in Atlanta, I, I still don't want him. Because no, Marcus Mariota is not, you know, a starter, um, a recent starter. You know, the last time he played, he was marginal at best. And now you're on an, a depleted Atlanta roster. It, Ritter's not exciting. Again, he falls in the same category as a Malik Willis, where yeah, he's mobile and yeah, he's he's athletic, but short leash, third round pick. This team is going to be bad, and they're going yeah. to have to throw the ball. They didn't do much to support the offense other than drafting Drake London. And look, they're going to be in a position to draft a better quarterback next year. That's that gives no confidence to Desmond Ritter. I think he's a career backup. Um, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But with that being said, Travis, enough bashing on the, the, the quarterbacks, because that's not the only it's not their It's not their fault. It's, it, no. one, it was it was not a great year to right. come out because a lot of teams, they knew this ahead of time. And a lot of teams went and got quarterbacks before right. the draft. So we should have known right then. This is going to get ugly yeah. for these quarterbacks. Otherwise Two they would have drafted teams. and then made moves later. Right. And now, you know, like I said, now they've kind of all moved on. We'll see how it plays out this year, but there yeah. were other positions drafted primarily one of focus that we're talking about the wide receivers. It was a deep group, Travis and one team that needed a, a wide receiver pretty bad, the Green Bay Packers. You know, I know you're a fan, and I wanted to pose this question to you because this is pretty interesting to me. There's going to be this – heck, there already is this talk that whoever the Packers drafted is going to be this super productive rookie, and he's just going to be this target hog, much like you see in – you know, these top drafted wide receivers and like a Drake London, Traylon Burks, you know, even Garrett Wilson to some degree. Yeah. I I don't think that they drafted a single guy. Travis, I'm curious to, to, to see how you feel or how you think this environment is going to play out in the future because there are still 
savvy veterans that I think Aaron Rodgers would be more prone to rely on if they were to sign with the Green Bay Packers. So what are your thoughts on the current state and possible future of the Green Bay Packers wide receiver room? They grabbed Sammy Watkins. I think he's not somebody you want to spend a high pick on, but definitely don't leave him on the waivers right now. Right. Um, if he's there, get him. I think Jarvis Landry and or Julio Jones take a serious look at Green Bay because of how much of a hole there is there. They're not going to come in and compete um, largely for targets and a chance to produce. Jarvis Landry, I've been saying all offseason, before he signs somewhere like Green Bay, go get him, go get him, go get him. He's 29. He has juice left in the tank. Um, I would say two or three Adam Thielen-esque type years in Green Bay is very realistic. Julio Jones, maybe not so much, but I don't see Green Bay saying, oh, Julio, you want to play for a league minimum to play with Aaron Rodgers? No, thanks. Of course, they're going to, they would sign somebody like that. And that's not, that's not just a, a fantasy fan in me saying, let's just stockpile all these, these superstar vets. They have a need for that. It, it's it's different than saying Kansas City needs Julio Jones or they would sign Jarvis Landry. They oh, fix true. all that. They're not right. signing with Kansas City. No. Green Bay needs I, them. Yeah. I think yeah, I think Jarvis Landry makes some sense. Will Fuller could help take the top off a other than you know, the guys that just drafted. They don't really have a true field stretcher. Um yeah. looking at the 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 question that Adai uh Ben went and asked um in in, in the chat here. He asked, what situation do we think Baker Mayfield becomes a starter again? Ben, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. Uh, I, I think it's more likely at this point that he's cut. I still think it's going to be difficult for him to find a home. I think either you're waiting until training camp when someone gets injured or needs a quarterback. At this point, I think Seattle has talked themselves into being comfortable with Drew Locke and or Geno Smith. I think that Carolina is ultimately desperate if they do bring in a Baker Mayfield, I think he that would have to be the place where he is most likely to start. Barring any other injury in the NFL, I, I think that would have to be it because I think, I mean, what are the could other he get options? Mariota, could he get Marcus Mariota run for his money? I don't I don't think there it wouldn't make sense for look if they already drafted a quarter in the quarterback in the third round. If Mar- Marcus Mariota goes down, I think they're just going to roll with their guy because they're not trying to win this year. They're not like, oh wow, that's true. We, yeah, we got to win four games instead of two this year. You know, that's that won't be a thought process. Whereas Carolina, Matt rules on the hot seat. They just had, you know, very little draft capital in which they took a quarterback in the third round, traded up for him. Even, I think it's more likely there. And I think were they to sign him, and he probably won't start. You know, I can't see it. I think it's. I think it dies right, barring injury. It's gonna be tough. Here's here's my thought process, and here's kind of what I've I've seen, heard. It it is hard to go to your locker room after watching last year to tell those guys we plan to compete, and we're competing with the guy that was in the locker room. You saw you all saw him play last year, and it's Sam Darnold. Or and these these guys aren't aren't stupid in the locker room. You know, they're not going to see the team invest only a third round pick and a quarterback. And then all of a sudden they're convinced that that's the guy. Yeah. You would have to bring in a Baker Mayfield, which again, this is just an ugly scenario because that is going to be an ugly situation because he is not liked around the league. He's not respected. So 
it's a tough sell. It's a tough sell either way. I think if Baker were to sign there, obviously I think he would be the starter. But man, what a what a tough situation. Um, going back to Green Bay though, uh, I think that Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, I think those are going to be some guys maybe down down the road, maybe next year they could yeah. see some some relevant usage. But I don't think this year is going to be anything consistent, anything startable, anything usable from those guys. You might see like a, a low end MVS out of Christian Watson. And even then, is that someone you're really looking to start in your lineup outside of best ball? What are you doing with Alan Lazard? In Alan Lazard state? is an interesting piece we because he could, they could bring in a Jarvis Landry, Julio Jones or something, somebody like that. Well, sure. Um, I mean, do you think yeah. Lazard's value right now is higher than it will be? Well, I mean, there's two schools of thought. Right now, he hasn't changed tiers. He hasn't automatically changed tiers because, right. to me, nothing has changed. He has competition added. We knew he was going to. I think he's still favored because he's probably the most trusted outside of Randall Cobb. His role in that offense hasn't been challenged. There's no one else that's an outside possession receiver that they brought in that I think Aaron Rodgers would run on the field. So I think he's going to play. Yeah. I, and I that's a good point. I don't think it doesn't matter who they bring in. Alan Lazard is on the field. Right. All that the was, time. Unless they bring in like a Jarvis Landry and a Will Fuller. Not, you know, I'll even leave it at just like a Jarvis Landry. Cause he's you know still going to be out there. They did bring in Sammy Watkins, but from what I've read, he's not even a lock to make that roster. And it's been years now where we can, comfortably challenge whether he does love football that has always been the assertion from the media and from his coaches as well um but alan lazard is very interesting to me i think he's a buy i wouldn't even say buy low because i don't see his value you know rate or um rising until the season starts so he's just a buy for me right now because at worst you're paying for what he is he is a wide receiver two on his team he's you know and that's really just saying him and randall cobb are going to be competing with for targets he's probably gonna have more valuable targets he's most likely the most trusted wide receiver one on that team so i would say yes buying him right now you're not gonna have to pay super high i think you're almost getting a little bit of a discount because you are and let's say even so fresh it won't be as fresh in a month you could even sell someone on the fact that they are going to be looking to bring in Jarvis Landry. And let's say they do, you're already paying a low price for him. Okay. So again, with everything being subjective around trade value, you know, don't overpay, but definitely you're not, there's no chance that you're, you're way overpaying and then you're just losing a ton of value once Jarvis Landry or someone else signs because you're already paying a, a, a low end price. Yeah. Um, with that being said, though, what do you think is more important coming into a situation like this? It doesn't even have to be wide receivers because we're talking about the age-old question of talent versus opportunity. And yep. it it always comes down – and me personally, Travis, I think it comes down to personal preference. It's more of a – I always really trust the the talent of a wide receiver, you know, I I also believe that a running back like Leonard Fournette, um, you know, or even a guy that's not super talented, um, like 
like last year, uh, a playoff darling in Rex Burkhead can fall into some opportunity. Craig Reynolds, you know, where he's they're called upon and they're they're needed. They can any I think any running back can be pushed, thrust, you know, uh, pushed into a a valuable role, you know, at the drop of a dime. Um, So my question to you, though, we've got some new landing spots with these running backs. We've already talked about a wide receiver these running backs that came in let's let's uh, you know taking Brees hall off the table we know that that due to the investment in the current roster construction i we've already debated where his role is going to be but we haven't talked about kenneth walker we haven't talked about two other guys that came into open and um open running back rooms that are kind of ripe for the taking in houston and atlanta you know talk about damian pierce and we're talking about tyler algier Okay. Now, Damian Pierce and Tyler Algier are not top-end prospects, but they were given uh, – Damian Pierce was in the fourth round, Tyler Algier in the fifth round, not exactly high-end. You know, they're, it's day three backs. Talent versus opportunity. Are you more willing to take a chance, whereas you're going to have to pay up for a guy like Kenneth Walker? You know, right now we're we're in some drafts. Where I'm seeing him go in like the sixth and seventh round of startup rookie drafts or startup uh, just startup drafts. Or do you maybe say, okay, get some more value? You talking trade? Do you look to trade? You know, let's call it a buy low on these guys if that's even what you want to call it, because there, it's not a guarantee even that Tyler Algier or Damian Pierce takes over the the backfield there. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I feel I feel like I am one of the worst possible people to ask this question because it's honesty. I like I, it. If I'm not in love with Brees Hall, right, then I'm definitely not going to want to take a chance on somebody like Kenneth Walker or Pierce or Algier. Sure. You know, let's bring your read. I think then. Walker for sure of the three of those. Um, sure. Seattle has been a rotating RB room, but that's mainly been due to injury. When right. the lead back is healthy, they're a top 15, top 12 back. Chris Carson has shown us that. Rashad right. Penny just showed us that. Right. Um, so, yeah, even in redraft, I mean, this rookie class in general, especially in redraft, yeah. I don't want any part of because what you're paying for these guys is incredibly high and we'll get there a little bit later in the show with at least from the dynasty perspective where guys like walker are going and i think it's just it's ill-advised and it's going to cost a lot of people um to regret passing on some actual literal top 12 running backs for For a rookie who's in a split backfield in seattle it just yeah i can't believe it but if yeah. I'm in that draft, I will I will watch people do that all day. I yeah. just can't advise that that anybody does. I mean, does that. Kenneth Walker going to going over like a Alvin Kamara, you know, going in a lot of times going over a Derrick Henry. Yeah. You know, that's that's the kind of I mean, youth plays a factor, draft capital, new shiny toy plays a factor. Like you know, on Sleeper in this draft that we're in right now. Right. Of the of the people that are still there, Kenneth Walker is above, directly above, Cam Akers, Nick Chubb, David Montgomery, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. How? Yeah. what world are you taking Kenneth Walker over Nick Chubb in any format? 
you know, it's it's new. Recency it's, bias. Recency bias is not enough. Recency potential. Hell, hell of a drug. You have to be uh, a family friend. You have to be. Yeah. You have to have grown up with Kenneth Walker to take right. him over Nick Chubb. I don't understand it at all. It's a funny thing on, on Sleeper, though, with Kenneth Walker. I guess there was like a wide receiver named Kenneth Walker years ago. Yeah, yeah. And he was he was training a bunch of people, probably saw him on the waiver. Like, no one picked this guy up? Yeah, I know. What? He's alive. <laughs> uh, cracks me up, though. But flipping on. Oh, to- uh, Ben makes a good point here before we move on from the rookies. Sure. Um, And we said this right before we went live. Alec Pierce. We did not see this coming as far as how high he was drafted in real life. And I think that does tell us that he will be on the field quite a bit. We like him. talking Dustin. about Damian Pierce, but yeah. Oh, Damian right. Pierce. Right. Um, okay. Well, forget Damian Pierce. Don't pay yeah, that Alec, price. We can talk about Alec Pierce. That's fine. But I think Alec Pierce, uh, Dustin pointed out to me probably three or four weeks before the draft. Um, if you are in a league where the rookies are already drafted, make a trade and get a throw in of Alec Pierce. And I did so. Yeah. Before even knowing who that was or watching a single play after the trade happened, I went and looked him up and this guy's amazing. And the Colts said, yes, he is. We will spend the capital on him. He will be on the field quite a bit. I'm excited about that. I think yeah, Matt Ryan has to be excited about that. He's very good. He's very good. Pittman's um, going to take a lot of, a lot of attention. So, you know, to to kind of piggyback on that real quick before we move on to those worried that he's going to take away Michael Pittman's targets it's it's completely different because one he's a rookie um two he's he's not nowhere near as dominant as Michael Pittman is and Michael Pittman the only thing missing from him last year was competent quarterback play and now he has it you know, it's it's like saying I can't be in love with Julio Jones because they just they just brought in Calvin Ridley. Like, yeah, they they both help. But I don't think other. Pittman. I don't think he kills Alec Pierce. I think no. the attention that he draws allows Alec Pierce to try to beat his guy one on one. Right. Like, it's not like which he needs. Exactly. He had Zach Pascal and an aging T.Y. Hilton to compete with last year. He was going to get more target competition, but it's not like he can't have more volume it it's not something i'm worried about yeah um, no that on. that that pick by the colts is good for both of those receivers i think right but the main point of what we wanted to talk about travis is that we've been having some conversations lately about some guys uh, maybe you guys have heard that a trade went down in the nfl draft the eagles making moves the savant the april nfl you know trading wizard of Howie Roseman pulled off one heck of a deal trading the 18th, not even their best first round pick. They still drafted Jordan Davis with the 15th overall pick, which absolutely (laughs) blows my mind. They gave up their second first round pick and a third round pick in a terrible draft. So to say for AJ freaking Brown, Travis, Tennessee knew Tennessee knew. And and they said that we were getting to a point where AJ was going to walk. Yeah, we're not going to be able to pay AJ Brown. So to get anything for him, at some point your hands are tied. Yeah. But and it's not and ideal you know, for anybody. We'll get into that here. Yeah, and it, that just it was kinda... a landscape shifter. Yeah, I don't know it. What what shifted the landscape more? Christian Kirk's contract or AJ Brown to Philly? 
Well, what but, did you just see? What did you just see? And what did we talk about on the stream and on our last episode? You're going to see more of these wide receivers get traded to teams with quarterbacks on rookie contracts because they can yeah. afford it. They can afford to pay wide receivers four years, $100 million with 60 guaranteed and have them for a few years. And what's even better for, for the Eagles is that if Jalen Hurts doesn't work out, and we'll get into this, they can just move on to another cheaper, longer-term rookie quarterback or younger-term quarterback if they so choose, and they're just golden. So yep. I love it. Way to go, Howie Roseman. But let's talk about this dynamic because it's all over the internet, all over what all, a whole bunch of people are talking about. We're in drafts. When do I take these guys? And my question to you, Travis, is Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, you know, is this is this going to happen? Do you see AJ Brown staying the same, increasing in value? Do you see where do you see Devonta Smith here? What are your thoughts on how this is unfolded and how it impacts these guys moving into this season and beyond? I hate it for them both, and I hate to say that because I went and got Devonta Smith in four or five leagues on the same day, and was celebrating the success of those deals and it just got blown up and that it's yeah. that happens. And then you have to adjust and bite the bullet and just see what happens. But for me, it is as simple as volume. Um, the 2021 Eagles completed 18 passes per game. And I know that that will, that has to go up. They got Definitely. obsessed with running the ball. But when you look at it, that 17 game season, Devonte Smith had less than four catches per game. Dallas Goddard had less than four catches per game. These are guys that everybody was high on coming into this year, thinking the Eagles will increase. Volume will go up for these guys. Success is on the way. Right. There's just not enough there. To add A.J. Brown and to keep Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard remotely where you were hoping they would be is unrealistic. And I don't think A.J. Brown, to me, is not a top 12 receiver. There's no way in my book. It I breaks think, my heart, but I, I think I, it I just is possible with AJ Brown. I think to to kind of get in because look, it's not like he was on the Chargers and now he's just falling to a team where it's just oh my goodness the the difference because the difference in the Titans and the Eagles last last year was two point four passes per game, you know. So it's not like it has to completely alter because you know what we have seen teams go from no passing volume to then now they do favor the pass at least a little bit more. You know, we just saw the Ravens throw a lot more. All it takes is, you know what the, the coaches decide. And you know what? We do have uh, some, some new weapons when you only have a rookie and Devonta Smith and then Dallas Goddard was injured a little bit. And you have the, whatever Jalen Rager is, you can only run the ball essentially. And that makes sense. That's just good coaching. Um, yeah. because you're, you know what, you're not just going to keep throwing footballs at guys you don't think can catch it. Um, so now you have a guy that he can tell you, Hey, you can throw it a few more times. You can throw it five, six more times per game that you can get up towards the middle of the pack of the NFL. And you know what you go from throwing it 409 times in a season or 420 something, whatever it was last year to now you're throwing it 500. You know, now you're throwing it, you know, 520 times, probably middle of the pack of the league. And now yeah. you give each of AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. If you give AJ Brown a 23% target share, you're still giving him about 120 targets. You know, you give Devonta Smith, uh, you know, 
20% target share. He now gets to 100 targets. You know, so it, it is possible. I agree with you in the sense that, uh, you know, just kind of repeating what we said all of last year, that Jalen Hurts is not the passer that a lot of people want him to be. Um, the Eagles need him to be. And AJ I Brown. I believe in him. I think there's a huge jump to be made that will be made by him. But I still think there's, there's the too numbers, much competition. The numbers kind of tell us that it's it's unlikely. You know, everyone's going to point to Josh Allen. That was a complete out, outlier. That doesn't happen. You know, Josh Allen, you know, improved year over year over year. Granted, I'm not sitting here burying Jalen Hurts. He's not dead. He can improve and he can be competent and even a valuable starter and lead this team to playoff success and all the things that Philadelphia fans are looking for. But Jalen Hurts needs to be competent. He, this is, it's all, it's not on Devonta Smith right now. It's not on AJ Brown right now. It is all on Jalen Hurts this year. And I'm telling you, that throwing it a hundred more times a game or a hundred more times a season rather uh, is <laughs> it, it is doable. It is doable. It's just, you know, five, six more passes, just a change in philosophy. But yeah, but what I'm, what I'm saying is I, I see it. AJ Brown is a type of talent that I don't think you need. Um, or he doesn't, he doesn't need a quarterback to facilitate his success. He will make his own success. Talent. Talent wise, yes, but I think it is going to be so so painfully inconsistent on which of these wide receivers has a good week. I don't think so. I really, I think they're not having great weeks at at the same time very often. I don't. No, that I. AJ Brown last year had three games in the entire season over fifteen fantasy points. Three times. Absolutely. Well, I mean, in PPR and half point PPR. Well, sure, but in fairness for A.J. Brown, he missed six games, was battling injury all year. That's also been a theme for the last few years, so we're going to need to clean that up. He but, played in 13 games. Well, look and at he how, gave you no, he gave you 15 points three times. He, okay, I cannot One of the games that. he played like 11% his of the snaps. I, I, I don't, but everybody I don't, has games like that. Everybody has stats like that. Yeah, but if, if you just look at 30, what he played in, I mean... Sure. Are you willing to spend? Are you willing to spend current ADP on AJ Brown? Yes, absolutely. I would AJ Brown or Stefan Diggs. AJ, uh, well, that's exactly AJ Brown. I would still go AJ. No way! Oh my gosh! AJ Brown. I would still go AJ Brown. In in 2022, AJ Brown will have more points than Stefan. Oh, if you're talking, all right. So are we talking dynasty or redraft? Because well, we're we're talking talking, we're talking Eagles being able to do this next year with Jalen Hurts. So 2022, I I still think AJ Brown's going to be a wide receiver one. I think that being a top 12 wide receiver is definitely something he's going to do. Where my main question is Devonta Smith, who does not win in every quadrant of the field, has a lot of questions, and now he has a larger target competition. I view him as more of a, a low end wide receiver two to my wide receiver 30 on the season. I, I don't think that Devonta Smith is anything close to a sure thing until they get, or that offense can prove to me that they have a competent quarterback. I think Devonta Smith is absolutely from what people, oh people, my goodness, people viewed him as a possible top 18, you know, top 16 wide receiver next year. Now that's just, that's just not going to happen. There's no way. I don't think there's a path for them both to have a good week on the same week more than once or twice in the season. I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, AJ Brown or Mike Evans. 
No, oh, AJ for, Brown for next year. No oh, way. Next year. Oh, next year. Then uh, yeah, uh, give me Mike Evans. Sure. So, so the AJ Brown that you're talking about that you want to happen. Yeah. With Devonte Smith and the jump from Jalen Hurts into his third season in the NFL is this year. So still this year, you're taking Mike Evans. Uh, Tyreek Hill. For this year, I'll go with Mike Evans. This year, I honestly between the two, no, I I, I would probably rather go. I'd rather go AJ Brown than Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill will touch the ball 130 times. I, I it's just Tua to me. It's Tua, you know. Uh, yeah, but but Tyreek, I saw a crazy stat. He had three thousand something yards over the last three and a half seasons. Absolutely. On, Who was on, in the on, No, but listen, he had he had three thousand something yards on routes that were not go routes. He had yeah. 160 yards over the last three years on go routes. That's not what he needs from Tua, which I was shocked. Yeah. I, I think of Tyreek as chunk it deep. He's taking it from the line of scrimmage or eight yards and turning yeah. it into 25 over and over and over again. So yeah. for somebody who's going to touch the ball 130 times, you know what? I'm taking yeah, Tyreek. I'll, I'll change. I'll, I'll take Tyreek over AJ Brown. Yeah. You, T Higgins. Um, over AJ Brown all day long. Yeah, I'd probably have to take him over AJ Brown. So he's not in your top twelve. Because you still have I, CD, I, Diggs, I think Devontae. He can be. I think he can be. Well, oh yeah, but DJ Moore can be, DK Metcalf can be, Keenan I would Allen take AJ Brown be, Michael over Pittman can be. I take AJ Brown over DK. I take AJ Brown over Pittman. I take AJ Brown over well, you know what? Pittman and AJ Brown might be an, an my interesting conversation, but AJ Brown over DJ Moore. I mean, you you they're gonna be neck one. and neck. But it's what, but what DJ Moore will give you is consistency. Yeah, um, I don't know about that. I think he will. I, He's going I, to out target AJ Brown by a landslide, probably by fifty targets. What? How many targets do you yes. think he's gonna get in that offense? Did, 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 did Christian McCaffrey die? How many did DJ Moore just have? How many games did Christian McCaffrey play? Let's see. DJ Moore. Like, it's not. He just had 163 targets. So add McCaffrey back, take 10, 15, maybe 20 away. I can see AJ Brown having 100 to 110 targets. He just had 106 targets and he missed like five games. Like, there's no way. It's not, it's not what I know it's not what Tennessee did no either. No way. But they are going to have to completely change their identity. And Devontae Smith is going to have to take a massive backseat. It would not shock me one bit if no. Devontae Smith out targeted AJ Brown. Get now, no, you're talking. It would not crazy shock right me now. at all. Yeah, no, that, sir. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It would not no shock way. me at all. I, I would bet. A thousand dollars that Devonta Smith does not out target AJ Brown. There's no way. That's big money. There's no way. No. You were just thinking AJ Brown is a lock wide receiver one. And then I gave you four or five guys, and all of a sudden he's fringe wide receiver 15. He's he's a fringe wide receiver one. Absolutely. He he will be. I think he's a fringe wide receiver one. All right. But but Devonta Smith is going Smith, to have to be unbelievably efficient. 
Devonta Smith is not touching the top 20. There's no way. There's no way. I I think I think you're right because he's not the home run guy, which AJ Brown will give you three or four weeks of that. The things that AJ Brown is going to give you five points at least five or six times. Devonta Smith piss you off. Sure. But that's all wide receivers, but Devonta Smith isn't going to put up the, the 35 point games that AJ Brown will. AJ Devonta Diggs is not giving you five points. I had Devonta Smith all of, or I had Stefan Diggs all of last year, and he gave me five points plenty of times. Like <laughs> zero games in a half point PPR did Stefan Diggs go below seven points. How, be, all right. Oh, okay. So we're drawing the line at five and seven points because those two points we got in the seven point games won us the week. <laughs> he had, he here. had, he had single digits one, two, three, four times all year. He went over 15, one, two, three, four, five, six times. Yeah, but where did that you is draft not him? even close. Where did you draft him? You're drafting him right now. No, no, You're no. You're deciding where between you draft, Stephon Diggs and AJ Brown. Stephon Diggs last year. Where did you draft Stephon Diggs last year? Beginning of the second round. Exactly. And when you're when you're talking, like, that's where AJ Brown was. Okay, but you're talking about where are they right now? AJ Brown isn't being drafted where Stephon Diggs is. In our dynasty that we're in right now, that we're drafting currently. Oh, that's that. I took Stefan Diggs at 3 8. Sure. After AJ Brown at 3 6. Well, sure. So they're, all right, so they're being drafted around the same, whereas AJ Brown is four years younger and is still being drafted right around where Stephon so Stephon Diggs. So now we're okay, but now now you're getting to your philosophy of how far well, out sure, in Dynasty you are thought, you looking? If you're trying to compete in the next right. two to three years, it's Stefan Diggs. It's not close. Yeah, no. It's, and that offense with Josh Allen, 160 plus targets. Sure. It's Gabriel Davis and a rookie. Okay, now, now you're just being disrespectful to Crowder because Crowder is there. <laughs> Stefan Diggs versus AJ Brown Look, on man, a week to week basis. Be a little bit, I might be a little bit jaded because of how. St- Look, Stefan Diggs was not. Granted, we play in a standard league, so I didn't get the benefit of all the half-point PPR stuff. That I we gave get. you A.J. Brown's half-PPR. Three games over 15. Stefan Diggs gave you six. Yeah. Look, Stefan Diggs, yeah. So he's got the ceiling and the floor and the better quarterback and the better offense. I'll have to look into Stefan Diggs. He didn't look- <laughs> He didn't leave me with a good feeling last year. Okay. If you Where put him he... in an octagon, sure, I'll take AJ Brown. But if we're talking about fantasy production, I will take Stefan Diggs all day long. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Are you sold on Stefan Diggs over AJ Brown yet? Yeah. That one, that one's an easier sell. That one's an easier sell. I still think, I still, look, you ask me right now, I'm not going to be shocked that AJ Brown's a wide receiver one. Okay. Because that, I won't either because the talent is there. But if Absolutely. he is that, Devontae Smith is outside the top 30. I just There's think, I just think Devontae, look, to, we'll, we'll, real quick and then we'll move on. I just think Devontae Smith profiles as wide receiver two. I don't think he was ever going to be this prolific volume-based wide receiver one. That was never going to be him. He To me, he was like a Marvin Jones to a like like that kind of a guy in an offense. It's just... No, sir. He, he's not... He's out-targeting he's not AJ the, Brown. He's not like a like, like he's not like a Stefan Diggs. He's not gonna be he's not AJ Brown. 
Okay, AJ Brown does everything better than I shouldn't say everything because there are some things that Devonta Smith does, but the Dev- the things that Devonta Smith does well, AJ Brown can also do. Devonte Smith is absolutely silky. His yes, routes are hot butter, but he's also not a tank, and he is not. He is not the the physical power that um, AJ Brown is. But neither t- Tyler Lockett doesn't compare to DK Metcalf. Well, physically, no. Tyler Lockett's also a they're right next to runner. each other in fantasy, though. Well, Devontae Smith is a better route runner. Yep, yep. Uh, and he's got a year hurts and a year in the offense. I'm just saying, I would take Devontae Smith at his price before I would take AJ Brown at his because AJ Brown, you're having to pass on Stefan Diggs. I'm not doing that. I'll take Stefan Diggs in the second or third, and I would I'd... take. Devonte Smith in the sixth. Yeah, but I'm so not taking Smith over Mooney anyway. We'll get there. I, yeah, uh, I mean, sure. I mean, there's other things. There's other things I, I could bring up for for AJ. Bring him up. That's what we're here for. Okay, fine. You you Defend want to spend yourself? Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's just AJ Brown. He's good. Okay, we know that. But Devonta Smith, he he was 26 in win in win rate versus man. Okay, and okay. yeah, his his uh his separation against man coverage is good for eleventh, but AJ Brown is more dominant. Okay, you, if they both he, had to play with with like long sleeve hoodies on, would what? you feel different? They both had to play with long sleeve hoodies on. Like if they had to play with jackets on and you couldn't see their arms, would you feel any different? What is that even? I don't understand where you're going with it. Because what, what you're seeing is biceps popping out of the jersey of AJ Brown and saying he's better. Oh my gosh. That is not even that's not even remotely true. <laughs> <laughs> he's bigger and stronger, but that doesn't mean he's a better receiver. Yeah, okay. First How would yes. Hunter Renfro feel about a comment like that? Oh my God. Oh my <laughs> God. You know what? We're gonna I'm uh, this debate isn't Speaking done. Speaking of Hunter Renfro. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, yeah. Go ahead and crap on Hunter Renfro uh, now because apparently no, I, good I'm receivers a, stop fan. being good just because there's another wide receiver in the room. I That wasn't my, my point. My point was you don't Look, have to be physically overpowering to be well, no, but, an elite fantasy receiver. Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen, AJ, Stephon Diggs. AJ Brown These guys are murdering a, people. A.J. Brown is also a good... He he won he won at a better rate than Devonta Smith last year, and he played less games. You know, so it's just like Devonta Smith has has more question marks about his game than AJ Brown does. AJ Brown wins at literally every quadrant of the field, whereas Devonta Smith struggles struggles uh, deeper down the field. And so that's that's where I'm going to go. That's where I'll leave it. Who Let's has, talk a, who has a body? Who has a body closer to Devonte Adams? Hunter Renfro. <laughs> I, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, Deontay Johnson, Keenan Allen. These perennial wide receiver ones look like Devontae Smith. They do not look like DK Metcalf. Devontae Smith Brown. weighs like fun. 150 pounds. What are you talking about? Let him play with a hoodie on. You feel different. Oh, my gosh. Hunter Renfro. Is he going to be a wide receiver too? No, he's not. Yes, he will. Oh, Jacob's yeah. got Jacob. Our man Jacob's got a comment down here. The shirtless bias picks. Yeah. Did he bring up Doriel Green Beckham? Oh, my <laughs> Maybe he what he's like saying is A.J. Brown is the next Doriel Green Beckham. I'm going to leave this chat right now. 
Um, do you want to touch just to wrap up AJ Brown, a trade that you and I made, we talked about last episode, but I believe it's relevant now that we've talked about AJ Brown. I mean, sure. I mean, you took him off my hands. Yeah. I I took AJ Brown. So I'm happy that you believe in him because I'd feel terrible right now if you did not. Yeah, no, I absolutely believe in AJ Brown. I took AJ Brown. You also sent me Elijah Moore and I sent you Brandon Ayuk and Javante Williams. So I, I still feel great about that. You know, that was, that was more of a roster I was really wishing thing. Melvin did not come back. I think a whole bunch of people were. I honestly feel <laughs> I feel I feel so happy for the people who bought low on JK Dobbins when it was like Melvin Gordon is signing with the Ravens. Yeah, JK. people were like, I'll give you a third. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh here, <laughs> take Dobbins. Please give me Josh all right, Jacobs. All right, all right. Let's reel this back in here. Hunter Renfro, we have a lot of debating to do about this guy because I we gave sure up do. a 2023 first-round pick, one-for-one for, one for Hunter Renfro heading into the playoffs last year. Yeah. I clearly believe in the talent. I pulled up text messages between you and I from last yeah. year's playoffs. Yeah. And I sent you a screenshot of the 2023 first for yeah. Renfro, and we both agreed if you are thinking you're making a deep run, which I was already in the final four. Right. It's it's the right move because he's starting immediately for me. And I didn't end up, I'll end up losing in the Super Bowl. But I think that's the kind of move you just have to do. But now looking back, is Hunter Renfro worth that? No, because things change. Devontae Adams there now. And you're probably yep. looking at what I believe, Travis does not believe, obviously, because he's wrong, that Hunter <laughs> Renfro is a wide receiver too. And it's just it blows my mind because he was he was literally the wide receiver 10 last year. Okay. And then all of a sudden Devontae Adams is there and now Hunter Renfro is just gone. He just disappeared. Devontae Adams and Darren Waller are now there. Darren Waller's been there. Like when Darren Waller was there, it was a little different. I mean, even Okay, make look, your case. Make your case for Renfro, and then I will give you some names of would you actually take him over these guys? Absolutely. Because every Darren time Waller, we do that, I think it's really beneficial. So Darren Waller played 11 games last year. He had 90 targets. Um, Hunter Renfro, on the other hand, it's not like he saw this massive workload. He saw 130 targets. Um, he he caught a bunch of them. And he's his role in that offense, It's it always comes back to role in the offense, what was threatened, what is added. Devonta Adams can play all over the field. But Hunter Renfro is their slot guy. He's their third down guy. Granted, that's that probably changes now that that Devontae Adams is there. But Hunter Renfro, and this is me making the case for Hunter Renfro being good enough on his own, on his own, own merits, to warrant, to demand a role in this offense. I think Darren Waller now is more hurt by by Devontae Adams being uh, on the team rather than Hunter Renfro just being irrelevant because. The, my whole argument is going to rely on a few things, things that mean you have agreed on things that I think a lot of people would agree on me with, or agree with me with. Um, I think that Derek Carr criminally underproduced in the touchdown department, which is going to help everyone. Um, we'll get to that. Uh, you know, we'll actually pile on right now with that and, and giving you some solid numbers. Uh, Derek Carr was, for for the quarterbacks who threw more than 4000 yards last year his touchdown rate was easily the worst if you give him 
the average of the touchdown rates of all those quarterbacks who, that threw over 4,000 yards last year, it gives him an extra 13 touchdowns for for the year. Okay, which means That's a lot of points. Exactly, which means those points, those touchdowns are distributed to his pass catchers and one of his most trusted weapons near the goal line in the red zone was Hunter Renfro. And you, you take a guy that's used like that and you give him granted, he just had a workload that was, you know, able to produce a top 10 wide receiver in PPR leagues. Um, My argument is not that he's going to repeat that. It's that because Devonta Adams is there. I still think Hunter Renfro is a top 24 wide receiver in PPR scoring because of the volume increase they just threw for the fifth most most passes in the NFL last year. I don't see that changing. You know, they now that Devonta Adams is there, I think you can make the argument, oh, well, targets are going to be taken from him. But here's the thing. Teams that have that kind of distribution, that, you know, those types of weapons, it, it almost makes it to where Hunter Renfro is a necessity. Because you're talking about who are the defenses yeah. having to key in on. They're going to have to key in on Darren Waller. He's he's more physical. He's going to require the safety help. Then you're going to be talking about, are you going to double team Hunter Renfro? Or are you going to double team Devontae Adams? You know, yeah. so Hunter Renfro. I like it. I like the path. So to me, it just makes more sense that Hunter Renfro can be a wide receiver too. Because all he's going to have to do in half point PPR scoring you have to get around 175, um, you know, PPR points roughly to get in that range. And he just had like 200 and something. I don't think that he's going to lose that many points just because Devontae Adams is there. I think he can still produce at a wide receiver two rate. For me, I think the talent of Renfro um, is very Edelman-like where there will be a role on every play for Hunter Renfro to be on the field. Yeah. Um, Josh McDaniels coming over. That is a role that he has used heavily in his offense for a long time. I'm not saying Hunter Renfro is as good as, as Edelman, but I do think that Hunter Renfro is very talented and he only got one more target per game when Waller was out. So it's not like Waller drastically changed the volume that Renfro saw. I think maybe that third option not being there, um, like I think I think Hunter Renfro. I can double check this, but I think he went from like yeah, sure. While you look it 60 up, sixty targets. He went to he went fifty six targets. Yeah, so he went forty nine in twenty nineteen, and then fifty six, and then one hundred three. Right, and that's with no Waller, with no Devonte Adams. So I think well, Waller was there, but for a stretch he wasn't. I think for me it's going to be hard to take him over those other guys that are right at that 24 range. I don't think he, he hits the hundred catch mark. It'll be right around a thousand yards. I think maybe just under, but I do think he's a red zone beast. I think eight to 10 touchdowns is very realistic again. Yeah. And you know what? I think he's going to be a value like he always is because of that exact narrative. You look at the other guys around him, like perfect example, Darnell Mooney, you know, he's going to be the wide receiver one on his team, but it's also going to be probably a, well, most likely a much worse offense than the Raiders uh, with what they'll put on the field. What what I yeah. like, like it's tough though, when they're a one, like Darnell Mooney is going to get a hundred is probably going to get be 50, about around targets. 50, 
Yeah, around 50 more targets, I think. Sure. Yeah. And 40 I to that's 50 why, more targets. That's hard. That's, that's hard to compete with. That's why I think Darnell Mooney will probably finish within the top. He'll be a wide receiver too. You know, I think he finishes somewhere in that wide receiver 20 to 24, you know, 18 range. Um uh, what about you know, Hollywood? Uh new look Hollywood Brown. So Hollywood Brown's actually really interesting because of now the the new suspension to DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's now a necessity. I think that's going to push him into a more solidified role. Um, it's also going to be more difficult now because of the type of receiver that he is and what that yeah. offense does. It, it was hard for them to get DeAndre Hopkins the ball, you know, and they were force feeding him. Um, yeah. Hollywood Brown, on the other hand, field stretcher, that's what they wanted him for. He's I, I do not believe he profiles as a volume role. Last year, he got a ton of volume out of necessity. And now this year, he's probably going to see that. I, I, I'm I not, again, we don't like to assume injury. I just don't if know. they're both on the clock, who are you taking? Uh, uh, between Renfro Hollywood, and, Mar- and Hollywood, Hollywood and Renfro. I'm, I'm yeah, just going to spit Hollywood. three or four names at you. Yeah, I would take Hollywood. Um, okay, Mike Mike Williams? Um, I, okay. Yeah. Well, it depends if it's a PPR league. Um, I'm any probably, format. okay. Any format. Well, if it's PPR, then I'm probably taking Renfro. Um, okay. Brandon cooks. Yeah. I would take Brandon cooks over Renfro. Um, Allen Robinson. Oh, Robinson for sure. Rashad Bateman. Interesting. Um, that's gonna they're gonna be really close. They're gonna be really close for me. So if that if these guys are close, uh Ayuk, Bateman, um, who else is right here? Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Yeah. These these guys are going to make it hard for Rimfro as the third option on that team to Yeah. It's to, so, to eat to say comfortably he's a top twenty four. But comfortably the, the draft price of hunter renfro is not yeah. a top 24 receiver so no, i'm okay taking him at his price i just don't want to say he's a top 24 i want to lay that argument there because you just used a good term for it is hunter renfro comfortably a wide receiver too probably not but i would probably put it at a 70 percent likelihood he finishes ahead of the the guys you just listed because you know like a rashad bateman you know, we haven't seen him do it. I totally blasphemous. I That's totally your brother. Be- <laughs> I totally believe that Rashad Bateman will finish as a wide receiver too. But like perfect example of a guy we we're just talking about, Devonta Smith. I think range of outcomes they kind of intersect somewhat. Um, but I think it's way more likely that Renfro finishes as a wide receiver two than Devonta Smith. You know, even even though you know Devonta Smith probably okay. has more as more talent um hunter renfro still very talented volume, but in a better position yeah, yeah I, I agree the volume makes it makes renfro very relevant and again it's about the context it's about his yeah. price are you yeah. paying top 24 price for renfro no no but he is one of those guys that you can pay right. a wide receiver 35 price for and get a wide receiver 25 he, yeah jacob says be- hollywood brown is a wide receiver one in 2022 book it the thing with the thing with Renfro that gets him into the top twenty four though isn't that he has these big boom weeks, you know? It's that he he 
like death by a thousand paper cuts you to, he doesn't ever give you those floor games. You know, he doesn't ever give you the, the two or three points. Usually it's, it's usually, you know, he, yeah. he averaged only 61 yards a game last year, but he was the wide receiver 10, you know, it, it because it's, he might get 13 He's targets. Everything. <laughs> yeah. 13 targets. He'll catch 11 of them and he'll get you 74 yeah. yards, but that's, that's 20 points, you know, you know, and that's, that's what you look for. It's it's tough because I don't think the yardage is there. It will have to come down to touchdowns. And he's one of those guys that can do it. But right. Yeah. That's just he's hard just to bet good. on because he's like so Mooney, good in the red Mooney zone. for me is is a thirteen hundred yard receiver. Just I think Mooney, yeah. Speed and volume. Like he that's can be, that's hard to keep up with. He can be. It's just gonna be really difficult. I think I think it's just as likely that he gets to thirteen hundred as he stays around a thousand because that offense could be that bad. Yeah, that's true. Do you think Hollywood Brown is a wide receiver one in 2022? No, no, I can't. I can't give him. DeAndre time. Hopkins didn't die. He just took a He's bunch coming of stuff. back. Yeah. Yeah. Like he'll, he'll be back. Um, I can't give him a top 12, but I do think he's a top 24. Well, that's still, yeah, that's it. I, I'll 18, I'll 20. Le- I think, I think with the, I think he'll finish. This is far from saying he's a weekly. He'll finish in the top 20. Um, but okay. he's, he is not a weekly, he's not someone I want necessarily on my roster all season long because I saw that offense, nothing that big has changed for me. He's on the team. Like I don't, just because he's now in a more pass heavy offense, that offense is still dysfunctional towards the second half of the season. That's, yes. that's been the theme for the Cardinals the last three years that, that Cliff They're has been unwatchable. their coach. It's, They're, They're good in the first half of the season. And then everyone's yeah. like, Oh, Cliff doesn't know how to adjust. And then you know who else knows that Cliff doesn't know how to adjust? Not Cliff. Cliff doesn't know that he can't adjust at all. So no, it's it's the second half of the year has been unwatchable. It's what awful. about Terry, Terry McLaurin, Jerry Judy, Hollywood Brown? Oh man. All right. So here's gonna be a hot take. Who's man. out? Who's who's Here, keep? Who's who's I, who's finishing one, two, or three in that group? Like let, 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 let's rank them. Terry is gonna finish. A hot take would be Terry's finishing third out of those guys. Okay. Yeah. I, I think, have I have Judy finishing third of those guys. I yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I think it yeah. Sutton no. is the one. Sutton. Well, yeah, sure. But Tim Patrick is the two. Have we not talked about how bad <laughs> Wentz is? Like there's a there's a there's a legitimate <laughs> chance that if they lose, you know, the you know four of the first six games that Carson Wentz is no longer the starter and Terry McLaurin's catching passes. Okay. From Sam okay. Powell. I'll give you, I, I can go Hollywood over Terry. I yeah. can, I, I, I legitimately think there's a solid chance that Terry McLaurin finishes below those guys. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, what do we got next? Let's see. Here. Well, we can talk about ancient guys on your fantasy rosters yes. and why they're still there. I love because it. a theme that came up, in the draft was that there are a lot of these old running backs. And of course, now that we're past the 2022 draft, we've got the 23 draft to think about. And we're always looking towards the future and a lot of question marks, Travis. Yeah. So the, the question that we wanted to ask, um, 26 year old running backs and older, you know, what are you doing with them? Especially in a startup draft? Um, because you brought up some names that I really want to get to. Let's, let's start with a guy that, Finished as a wide as a running back one, and can any of us say that anything 
before we factor in injuries and all the things you cannot predict, what has changed that takes Nothing. James Conner out of the running back one conversation this year? It's unbelievable. And it's because he's 27 and people didn't think he would stay healthy and he did. And so now they're saying they're thinking now he won't stay healthy because he stayed yeah. healthy all of last year. It's coming now. It, it, he's it going after is. Clyde Edwards Elaire and yeah. James rookie cook. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it it, it blows my Clyde? mind because he, he's someone that I was waiting for. And you know what? There are going to be plenty of people who draft Eno Benjamin and Keontae Ingram because we're just waiting. We're waiting. And you for... could be right, but you can't draft just like that. No, because you know what? You could wait 11 weeks for James Conner to, to, to get injured, and all of a sudden you've yep. wasted and burned a roster spot. James Conner could... a top 12. James Conner could miss a game, and then all of a sudden, like, what has happened? Like, it's just, it's crazy. We have a live, a live alert from our. Oh, we have a fantasy alert. What is it? We've got the 108 and second in 2023, and the third in 2024. Should I do it for Justin Jefferson? A hundred percent. What? The 108 this year. Okay. Right. Okay. Are these starter picks? No. 108 these... first and second 2023. Second and third and 24. The 24 picks are irrelevant. They're too far out. Yeah. Uh, but the 2023 second and the 108 first round pick, I would do it. I'm taking Jefferson. Yeah, I would take Jefferson. Oh, okay. 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 I thought I, I read that as it. I mean, I listened to you and thought you were saying take the picks. Absolutely yeah. take Justin Jefferson. Absolutely. Forget the picks. Okay, yeah. people. Forget the picks. You can They're, go get rookies after the rookie slump. When they come if, in, this, I'm, I'm ranting real quick. Sure. When they come into the NFL and they give you weeks one through four or one through six of bad production, which we saw from Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers took a while to get going, injury or not. Get the guys, get these guys that you believe in Get them in week four or six for so much cheaper. Take yeah. the James Conner. Take take the loaded wide receiver up front. Take the James Conner, Leonard Fournette type. If that's how you want to play running backs, take the vets. Go get these guys later. Do not pay up for rookie running backs. Even no, Brees Hall. Who? I mean, I, I would... I definitely would take Justin Jefferson over literally anyone in this draft. So... Um, totally agree. Brees totally. Hall went before Christian McCaffrey yeah, in our draft right now. Are I love you kidding Brees me? Hall. I love Brees Hall. I don't agree with that because I think Christian McCaffrey can still do what he's doing for another couple of couple of years. So, um, I got Saquon Barkley three and a half rounds after Brees Hall. Well, that's a little. That's different. nonsense. That's a little different because. We're not getting into the Brees Hall debate again. Like that. All right. All right. All right. We already I know got talented. You got to punt the rookies, man. Go get them week four. We'll, we will tell you when. Just right. don't do it yet. Yeah. All right. So you brought up another good good uh, point in our show sheet that Leonard Fournette is going after AJ Dillon and David Montgomery. Do we think that's possibly because this might be his last year of relevance? I don't know about last year of relevance, but 
Like, all right, think, he's, a, he's a running back people one. People think Tampa's offense is going to fall off, and it will whenever Brady leaves. But sure. what has David Montgomery done? I mean, he was a does running he, back does one, he, right? Does he give you top five upside? No. No. Leonard Fournette no. does all year long. Yeah, I mean, especially in this offense, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see Leonard Fournette not outproducing David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery's going to really struggle, especially with the other talent that we we saw produce. I, it'll be, a, I don't, I think David Montgomery is only setting you up to be disappointed because you're it's just giving a slow him. Death. Yeah, I mean, out of the three of AJ Dillon, David Montgomery, and Leonard Fournette, I think there's, I mean, I don't think it's a lock that David Montgomery outproduces AJ Dillon. You know, so it's not. It's definitely not. I think that's fair. I think that's that's definitely fair. But you're paying a higher price for Montgomery and Dylan in most drafts right now than you are for Fournette. Redraft yeah. will be different. That um, can't be right. That, is that's I'm I'm looking at some things that you wrote down. Is James Conner really going after CEH and James Cook? Yes. No way. Yes. Oh wow! That, that because would... people want the new toy, not the guy who just gave you a top ten season. Oh man, who is returning to the same role with Chase Edmonds out of town? James Cook is not going to be this world-beating back. Like he's he's a great receiving back, and that's valuable. But you're talking about a James White plus. You know that's Clyde he... Edwards-Helaire is going ahead of Leonard Fournette. I think give us a few months for that to even out. I think CEH is about to fall off a cliff. <laughs> if he hasn't he should already, have already fallen off a cliff. He, he should reach the bottom of the cliff by now. You if know, people like, are going by ADP on sleeper or auto drafting, I hope not. They're getting you, Clyde before Leonard. Look, if you open up your auto picks, like after you did an auto draft, please don't ever do an auto draft. But CEH, if he's on your team, I'm sorry. Like, I've got him in a few leagues, and I'm just like, it's like you're left holding the bag. You have to wait for him to have a good game to be like, see, Hope is still alive, and then sell him. Yeah, I I think in short for me that the message is this. Don't be so afraid of 25, 26-year-old running backs, and even sometimes 27 in the case of Connor or Derrick Henry or somebody. Yeah. Eckler. Don't be so afraid of them that you're passing on unbelievable value or or you're reaching for a younger guy who will never give you the ceiling that these guys will. Right. That That's my message about James Conner, about Leonard Fournette, about, like, Derrick Henry just went at the end of the fifth round. Like, that's so yeah. late. Alvin Kamara is not that old. No. He's, he's 26, 27. I mean, J.K. Dobbins I, over Alvin Kamara? J.K. Dobbins? In what world? J.K. Dobbins, I would take over Alvin Kamara, sure. No, sir. Why? I would. The I ceiling would. is not there. The ceiling. Alvin Kamara I mean, is a perennial top five. Sure, but he's J.K. Also- Dobbins will not give you top ten, ever. Oh, I don't know about that. How? About that. What's the path? Well, one, he's in a great offense now, and there's not more competition. Like, that. that that's a pretty good one. You know, the they, they, it's not like they Lamar don't Jackson go to the running back. Gus. What? Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards are... I bet Lamar Jackson rushes for more than J.K. Dobbins rushes for. Get out of here. Come are on. Are you telling me that... Are Do you think J.K. Dobbins is a walking 1,200? I think he'll get there. 
Yeah. Lamar's already done it. He's well, averaged sure, over a thousand yards for three yeah. years. I, I think that it's more likely that we see that decrease and we give more volume to the, the backfield that they didn't have. He better think, be a look, special talent if you're saying he's already at 1,200 yards. I think J.K. Dobbins can get to 1,200. Absolutely. That's I don't like, think it's. Crazy. I don't even think Nick Chubb got 1,200 yards. I, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true at all. 1,200 yards is a lot of yards. Oh, it absolutely is. But I, we're look now. You're you're gonna make me look up to see where Chubb finished, and it's just I like, need it's you not... to tell me that J.K. Dobbins is a special NFL talent. I think he's pretty special. Yeah. Last year, he had Nick Chubb had 1,259 yards. Okay. Nick Chubb is in a different world than J.K. Dobbins with a quarterback who's not taking 1,000 yards on the ground away. Well, sure, but he also has Kareem Hunt there. I mean, that's... Dude, I, I don't know. J.K. Dobbins versus Alvin Kamara is not a conversation for me. If, if, somebody, if you owned Alvin Kamara in Dynasty and somebody offered you J.K. Dobbins one for one, you're taking it? Alvin Kamara. No, I'm not going to take one for one, but that's not what you do Why? in Dynasty. In but, you're saying you would, but you're saying you would draft him at the same price. They're going within four running backs of each other. At the same price, I'm taking J.K. Dobbins because he's, what, like three, four years younger? So yeah, I would, I would do then that. Why would, you not, why would you not give up Alvin Kamara one for one if that was offered? Oh, oh okay. I, I guess I misunderstood what you were saying. If you own Kamara and somebody said, I, I will give you J.K. Dobbins for your Alvin Kamara one for one. In and, Kamara was and Kamara was announced, no suspension. In Dynasty, yeah, I'm probably going Dobbins. With like, no suspension to Alvin Kamara. With no suspension, for sure. Oh, my goodness. We got to get you checked out, man, or me checked out, because we're so far apart on this. Maybe I'm going crazy. I, I just look... I, Alvin Kamara with because no I don't suspension. See. Alvin Kamara. So J.K. Dobbins well, coming off of an ACL tear. Well, yeah, he's never done like anything. ACL in tears are like career enders anymore. His rookie year, he only had 130 rushing attempts, and he still managed to get to 800 yards. So I, I, don't, I don't know, know bro. We're talking I, one of the greatest fantasy running backs of our time, who is still in his prime. He's at the end of his prime. Let's 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 be let's be generous with Alvin Kamara. Like Alvin I'm Kamara on the back end of his of his prime is in a different tier than J.K. Dobbins ever will ever 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 give you. In my opinion, I've also not done my homework on J.K. Dobbins. I've just seen a little bit. Oh well, I need to do look, more. But I putting anybody in Alvin Kamara. It's not like tier, J.K. Dobbins I, I would is know like a, It's not like J.K. Dobbins is like a running back two um i yeah but we're talking top five overall player sure in alvin Kamara with no suspension look you, i mean it's just you go to redraft absolutely there's no way i'm taking dobbins over kamara like that that's not what i'm saying you're talking dynasty strategy and like if someone offered me a young guy who can give me top 12 upside in dobbins rather than a guy who realistically in the next year could something could happen. Then he never gets to the level that he's at. Now, if something happens to Camara, I'm never, ever, ever getting a running back like Dobbins ever again for him. Whereas in like redraft, 
Yeah, you take the guy with the higher ceiling that year. So okay, so you're still you're still saying in Dynasty, if you own Camara and somebody came to you with Dobbins, you would take it. Yes, I would. Wow, I would trade Camara for Dobbins. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's 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 where I'll I I would leave it because there are runs. You know what this tells me is that I love fantasy football for this reason, because people feel so differently about guys. And something about you and the Baltimore Ravens uniforms just clicks. <laughs> I, I have to with, get it. It, it was Bateman. To. It was Bateman. It was uh, now it's Dobbins at for a while. It was Andrews, and, which you were right about. I'm not even a, I'm not even a, a huge Dobbins <laughs> truther. Like it's just, that to me is just dynasty. You process. have to be. You have no. to be a Dobbins truther to give up he, Alvin Kamara one for one. I think in dynasty for sure, because at that point, at that point, Camara has to be top five. He has to do it. He has Why? to be top five because if he doesn't, if he, if look, if I trade away Camara after two top five seasons, and if you go ahead and look at, at running backs right around this age, after they've had top five seasons, they do not reach very rarely a third top five season. It goes down to maybe top five, top 10 and then a top, you know, top 13, top 15. And then that tapers off and he's right at that edge where I can trade him right now. And I could extend that running back one window for another four years, three, four years. Whereas they're going to overlap here soon, except for one of them is possibly ascending and Kamara is declining. He's not going to regain that value. So, okay. I, I can follow that train of thought. I can get there. I can't yeah. get Dobbins being the one to do that for though. I can see I can see Kamara selling high if you want yeah. to. If they announce no suspension, he has an amazing first eight games. You don't yeah. necessarily think I'm that team this year to win it all. Fine. Sure. Go get a younger guy. Now, if you were to ask I me, I don't know that Dobbins is that guy. I mean, like you have you to ask get me like the Dustin, entire backfield to do that. Like Kamara and Josh Jacobs, no, I wouldn't do it. I'm trying to think of other running backs that are right around that range. That, I mean, here, let here, let me pull up some dynasty rankings, and um, we'll go ahead and and see some guys around that that area that maybe um maybe Antonio are there. Gibson, uh, Camara, yeah, Antonio Gibson or Dobbins, over oh Dobbins, Dobbins. Okay, I'll probably stick with Gibson, even with oh, the draft Yeah, pick. I don't. I just don't trust that offense at all. It's been terrible. Um, some other young guys, AJ Dillon. I'd take AJ Dillon over Dobbins. Yeah. Oh no, I w- I would pick Dobbins. See, this is this is what I mean. I really have to do for me to for me to understand the love for Dobbins. I need to do more work on it because. I think it is recency bias of him not being around last year. Yeah. And seeing all the other guys so much and yeah. talking about them so much, he was never talked about. So for me, he's completely right. off the radar. Jacob, to answer I have zero your shares. Uh, it's ETN for me. Absolutely. Um, I ETN is a top five back to me. I, I I'm in love. It, you I would trade Camara. I would trade Camara for ETN one for one right now. Like that is without a doubt. Yeah, I and think, I think there's a lot of owners that would not give you ETN for Kamara one for one. Yeah, I. You're, you're I think every not. Dobbins owner might. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably except you. Except for me, <laughs> get off my lawn. 
get off my lawn. All, All right. right, let me. Let We're me an hour you, and twenty into this sucker. <laughs> let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this, because, right. um, we you know these guys came in, um, right now if someone were to offer you, um, Austin Eckler, or Christian McCaffrey, or you know what, Saquon Barkley, I'll give you that. Eckler or Barkley, what are you going? Oh, between those two? Yeah. I'm going to go Barkley. Wow. Okay. All right. Eckler Eckler just had absolute peak season. Yeah. I do have a couple of shares. I actually acquired Eckler this offseason. I think his role is still huge. Um, I don't think they want it to be that big. Yeah. And 16-plus touchdowns is just hard to repeat. Yeah. Man, that that gives me a lot of stuff to think about. There's some there. Um, I'm I'm gonna want some more questions. If you go watch Saquon Barkley's YouTube highlights, you won't have to think about anything. If, you know what? If you if you actually go and watch Royce Freeman's highlights too, you won't have to think about it either. He's probably out on the waivers. Go scoop him up. Hundred percent. I'm gonna 100%. go watch uh, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I think film you, I think tonight like and tomorrow. I think you yeah. like what you see. I well, owe it to I, you, and I owe it to myself, and I owe it to J.K. to know more about sure. it. For sure. Good show, oh, man. I think uh I think that'll be the show, man. I think that was that was some that good was juice. That was that was good. I uh I appreciate it. As, as always. Uh thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for staying with us. Losing sucks, everyone. Don't do it. <laughs>